possible if you were to live extraordinarily, abundantly, and daringly. Welcome to the TMI Show. It's time to create the relationships you deserve and manifest the fruits of your labor. Your self-transformation begins now, 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 now. Are you ready to be touched, moved, and inspired? This is the TMI Show. Now, here are your hosts, Sean Butler and Sharita Zafrula. You gotta believe in yourself. When no one else around you got to believe in yourself. Welcome to the TMI Show. Hope you're ready to be touched, moved, and inspired. I'm Sean Butler, one of the owners of Abundance Education. And our radio show and workshops are designed for you to create the results you want in your life now. What would be possible if you were to live extraordinarily, abundantly, and daringly? Find out more about all of our workshops and trainings and the TMI radio show at AbundanceEducation.com. We're here in sunny South Florida in the Own Your Power Studios. And as always... I am sitting next to my beautiful fiance, Sharita Zafrula. Yeah! Yeah! Hey, 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 everybody. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the TMI show another week. And this week's topic is, will driving in the rear view get you to where you want to go? But first, we're going to discuss our topic from last week, which was the righteous downward spiral. Yeah. Um, that was everybody's favorite show for sure, because <laughs> nobody likes to be right. right? Sure. Yeah. Everybody so. likes being right, and being right kills possibilities, which is what what we were talking about on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're right about it, there is no other possibility. You know, uh, in order to have possibilities, you got to be in the mindset that. You gotta be in the mindset that there are other possibilities out there. Like how you see it is not necessarily how it is. There are other opportunities out there. Maybe you're not right. Maybe another way is right. But if if you're always in in that aspect of it is looking for something different, a new answer, or actually just staying in the question that can actually uh, support you in creating. In your life, well, definitely, and being right, um, and let's be clear on the righteous downward spiral. What what we mean by righteous? What we mean by righteous is the need to be right, and that can create limitations in what you're up to. Because a lot of the time, when we look for an answer and we get the answer, we stop looking, and when we stop looking, then then there's nothing else. You're you're, you're done. You know what I mean? You're on to the next thing. And there's no other possibility in that situation. There's no other outcome you could possibly create. There's no, you know, your relationship is stuck. You're stuck in your work. You're just stuck. Yeah, and the answer that you may have for a question that works for you today may not necessarily work for you tomorrow or the next day. Or it may not even work later on today. You know, there's there's always so much, um, like you said, just being stuck. And and naturally, if you're right, that makes what? That makes the other person wrong, right? And and none of us like to be wrong, and that really, um, you know, puts a wedge in between you and relationships. 
Definitely, and and that and that righteous role that you play with other people can create, you know, issues and and controversy and arguments and even wars is how we're living right now. You know, we have a lot of war and separation on the planet, and so instead of being right or being wrong, maybe be in the question on how we can do this together. Where is there a win-win situation for the both of us? Yeah, I mean, one of the most powerful questions that you can ask yourself to create possibilities is, what if how you see it is not how it is? So if you want to catch that show, make sure you download our podcast from AbundanceEducation.com. Sean, who do we have in the dream room tonight? Tonight, we are fortunate to have the lovely Jaquetta <laughs> Jefferson in the Hi, Jaquetta. Hi. <laughs> so like I said earlier tonight, the topic for our show is will driving in the rear view get you where do you want to go? But first, we'll take a little break and pay some bills, and the TMI show will be right back. Have your pens, smartphones, iPads out, whatever you need to take notes, because you're going to want to take some notes tonight. Till dawn, then we sleep through the morning, lying in each other's essences. All my senses are overloaded, all my feelings, all my nerve endings are alive. This is all I know. To really be alive, I would move space and time just to be with you. Just to be with you, I would move space and time just to spend one moment with you, baby. Time moves slowly, it happens fast. Because I don't remember when was the last time we had each other like we really need Because days seem like hours and hours seem like weeks to me Oh, oh, I would move space and time
From becoming a CEO. Enroll today in Own Your Power Communications' groundbreaking course, Eight Weeks to CEO. This powerful eight week program is based on Simone Kelly's book, Jack of All Trades, Master of None, and features her private coaching, which will keep you focused on a progressive transformation of your business. If you're ready to fire your boss, an entrepreneur at heart, a business owner, and are overwhelmed with your business, You'll benefit tremendously when you sign up for this personalized business development program. It will give you the knowledge, tools, insight, and confidence to lead your company and create extraordinary results. Eight weeks to CEO. Enroll today for one-on-one or online classes. For more information, call 877-545-7352. That's 877-545-7352. You're only eight weeks away from becoming a CEO. You got to believe in yourself when no one else around you got to believe in yourself. Welcome back to the TMI Show. I'm Sean Butler in the Dream Room with Sharita Zafrula. And tonight's topic is, will driving in the rearview get you where you want to go? And today we have in the Dream Room... Jaquetta Jefferson, Grant, whatever else. Last name <laughs> what is you Grant? Have. Jaquetta Grant. <laughs> I'm not. I'm on vacation. <laughs> She's on vacation. She's been on vacation. So everybody knows Jaquetta Grant is on a mental vacation this week, <laughs> also known as Surrender. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. And how you been, Jaquetta? I've been really good. Vacation is amazing. So what, what is this vacation and, and what is that all about? <laughs> I decided last night, I was like, you know what? I'm not dealing with anything that does not bring me joy, you know, that is not positivity. Um, anything that, you know, I see trying to come my way that is negative, I'm just going to smile and nod my head and say, I'm on vacation. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Maybe you we know. need to do a vacation show. Or a vacation like show? Yeah. Like I'm on about vacation? that? Yeah. Okay. I'm on vacation. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's amazing in my yeah. world over here. Like, yeah. It's working for you? It is working for me. <laughs> right. I've been smiling all day. <laughs> <laughs> if it brings joy and happiness, then yes. I guess there's nothing wrong yes. with that, huh? <clears throat> all right. <laughs> so let, let's shift over here and dive into our topic tonight. Which it kind of relates to tonight, I guess, being present. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, the first major topic, 
is why you need a vacation in the first place. <laughs> mm. But um, really, why is it we view the past as real? Why is it we view the past as real? Mm -hmm. um, or, or is it real? I, I guess because we lived it. Um, you have a memory of it. Um, you have feelings and, you know, you have, you have a, you know, it, it, it happened. You, you know, that's what you feel anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think this is something that a lot of, um, I don't know what you'd call them, I guess spiritual leaders or people who enlighten people that have written books have talked about this. And the thing is, and I'm guilty of it, and I know many people in my space are is guilty of it, is the fact we think the past is real because we hold on to it. I know for myself I do. You know, mm -hmm. I hold on to the past. And so whatever I choose to hold on to, it's very real for me in, in that moment. Yeah, and we kind of talked about this last week when we were talking about um, perception versus fact, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of times we have all of our perceptions as if they were fact, right? Right. So we, we look at what happened in the past, right? Whether it was fact or not, we, we look at a certain situation and how we interpreted that situation, how we perceived that situation at the time, whether it was true or not, right? Because we weren't consciously aware of what we were doing, right? And we actually made that real. Right. We made it real for us. And the truth is, it's just some stuff that happened that we made up. We, we could have made up a hundred different things for that same event. You know, it's just like if, if you ever, you know, talk about an accident and, and 10 people viewing an accident, you're going to get 10 different point of views mm -hmm. of what actually happened. So um, my answer, which I, I don't want to give answers, but I what what works for me and what serves me is to really know that the past isn't real. It's just a bunch of stuff that I made up over different events that happened in my life. And I gave them power, right? And, yeah, like sometimes I, I, I go back and I look at them and I'm like, okay, so this is what happened in my, my past, but I view it as, like, concrete, like it really happened, that's the way it really was, instead of realizing that, you know, I gave it that power. I made it real, and I could have chosen at that moment to have a different perception but that's the perception that I had. So for me, what really works is, I, you know, I definitely believe every, every new moment is, is a new opportunity, is a new choice. And what, what happened up until now doesn't really matter because I can choose something different. I chose that perception in the past, right? And it may have served me and it may not have. But now in, in this moment, I can choose something different. Well, I mean, back to the question, is the past real? And I think everybody can come to that own their own answer for themselves on mm -hmm. that. For me, I would say if I choose it to be. You know, that's that's the realest answer I can give in the sense of it's it's even simpler than for me than what you were saying and, and just making up all these things, but it's it's also well, is the past occurring right now? And if it's not occurring right now, then is it really real? And or am I making it real for me? 
Yeah, I mean, and that really goes into the whole topic of all that you really have is the present. All that you really have is right now because the past is gone and it's just some story that you made up about whatever happened. Not saying that, you know, it's not important what happened. It's not important that you had feelings on what happened. And you can definitely learn, you know, all, all the way through. We, we learned different things in the past. But it's the past. It's gone. It's never to come back. It's, it's not real, and it really doesn't determine anything else. And if, if you're looking towards your future, well, your future ain't even come here yet. Well, now we'll go to the next question. So what will you create from holding on to the past? What do you think, Jaquetta? What will I create from holding on to the past? <clears throat> um, and actually, before I answer, can I get a little clarification on the question of is the past real? Are we talking about events or, for instance, if, like you said, you are in a car accident mm -hmm. and can you just help me like understand what it is? So, so sure. So like I've been in car accidents before okay. and you know, there's times where I've been in a car accident and I was like, it wasn't my fault. I had nothing to do with it. You know, I just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time when, and I'm holding on to that. I'm actually holding on to that, and that's not even real because, yeah, if, if I look back, I, I can see where I have responsibility, and maybe I shouldn't have been driving at that time, right? Mm -hmm. Or or maybe um, I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. I wasn't being consciously aware, and maybe I did something to, to get in the accident myself. But I have it a certain way. So, yeah, the event happened. What happened was I got in a car accident, mm -hmm. right? And then everything I made up about that car accident was my perception and my interpretation of an event that happened. I see. And, and maybe it serves me and maybe it doesn't, right? But let's get into something even more real, okay? Your last relationship. Yes. Okay. So... Like, like for me, one, one of my major ones was, uh, you know, I was married for a while and, you know, I made up all this stuff about what happened in between our relationship. Like she resented me. She didn't respect me, you know, based on a whole bunch of different events in the past. Right. Mm -hmm. And I got to the point where my interpretation of that past and that relationship was that. I couldn't trust women. I could never be vulnerable to a woman because anything that I did, she would use to hurt me. Gotcha. Right? And that no matter what I do, no matter how, how much I did, it would never be enough. Right? And, and that's just all my interpretation. But if, if I'm not careful, I, I take that forward into my of new course. relationships. Right. Can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the thing. People do do that, though. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and, and it's not even sometimes a conscious, a con sorry, a conscious thought. You know, I don't, I don't go into a relationship saying, oh, my last boyfriend cheated, so I know, you know, I'm going to make you pay for it because you, you know, the last one cheated on me. I don't think about it in those way, in that way, but I'll be a lady in scorn in the new relationship, <laughs> and that's probably not going to help me create what I want. Right. And so that, that's why I asked the question, so how will... 
holding on to your past what do you think you create when you do that? And 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 I apologize. I am I am good to go now. Okay. So I used to be I used to be very big on you know that your past is what you need to be you know in the present in the future because you you need it's like tools. That's how I used to see it as those experiences are going to be what you need to get you through this event this current event you're going through. I have come to find out <laughs> that is not, you know, the best option for me anyhow. Um, the best option is to be present and experience this new event for what it is. And, you know, and realizing that my past, whatever, even if it's a similar situation, it is not this event that I'm currently experiencing. So the best thing for me, um, I find, is to... The past is the past, and this is not the experience that I'm going through right now. And to focus directly on this experience, current current experience. <laughs> and I love how you said that, because too many times, not only do we hold on to the past, we have it define us as who we are. Absolutely. Right? You are not the culmination of your past events. You are not the culmination of your past history. Right? right, you are not the culmination of your past experiences. You're not, and you know I'm I'm living proof of that. You know, about four years ago, I was a single father of four kids. One was you know autistic needs. Uh, got out of the military, spent ten years in the military. You know, um, was. Always blaming the world, like I was the good guy. Mm-hmm. How how could my ex do this to me? You know, can't catch a break, can't move forward. You know, I really hated the world and and hated life. And if I was to be <laughs> defined by my past, I would be stuck there. Yeah. But what I really got to do is is realize, wow, man, ma'am, this is a new moment. And whatever happened to me doesn't matter because, like, I take responsibility for that. And in doing so, in this new moment, I can make a new choice and take off and go in a totally different direction and create what I want now. Well, what kinds of things do people create when they hold on to the past? <laughs> they re- <laughs> reincarnate the past. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, and I think – and it's it, – Thinking about this show got me thinking about different things, too. You know how people always say, oh, history repeats itself, Uh especially in this country or, you know, in in, in history in in that way. Well, why do you think that is? Hmm. If we're doing the same thing, how are you going to have a different result? Like, Mm -hmm. it's going to, of course, the past is going to recreate itself because we're not willing to look at a different answer, a different possibility to see what else is out there. And there ain't nothing worse than getting that tweak of a glimmer of the something that looked like, you know, like, you know, God forbid you've been in an abusive relationship and he mm-hmm. raised his hand just to praise the God, you know, and you have a flashback. <laughs> is that personal? <laughs> personal stories? I have had that before. You know, you cannot be raising your hand fast around me. <laughs> I did that too. <laughs> I got out of an abusive relationship, and the next person I was in a relationship with, I, uh, talking about holding on to the past, uh-huh. arguing about, you know, something silly, but I'm ready to go Mach 20. Like, you know, yes. as soon as we, we, we have a disagreement, get the knives out, like, well, I'm just ready to, like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> well, I'm Puerto Rican, Simone. No. <laughs> Duh. And so... <laughs> That's so racist. 
That's so racist. Listen to that show. And and then so I'm ready to go off like you know like go go crazy. And my ex is looking at me like Sherry, we're we're, we're arguing about dinner. Like what, what's going on? <laughs> Relax. Like you're sitting in booty because that's how we roll. <laughs> what are you doing? Yes. And then you realize like. I felt like a total moron in that moment. Like, oh my God, you know, what am I doing, really? Yeah, you, you kind of became a self-fulfilling prophecy based yeah, on your past. Definitely. Like, one, one of the things, wherever your energy goes, or wherever your focus goes, your energy goes. So if, you're, if your focus is on, well, this is what happened in the past. This is what happened in my relationship. This is what happened in my past job. And I don't want this to happen. 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 But your focus is still on what you don't want to happen. Right. You're just going to end up creating that all over again. And something that's dear to my heart is how can the past create illness or sickness in <laughs> in those and people? It's very interesting you say that. <laughs> because... Um, is it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't care. So I woke up. So I woke up the other morning, and I had this epiphany for my fiance. He was well. I can't say he's newly diagnosed. He knew he had diabetes, and um, he just decided he didn't. And you know what? It worked for him. Actually, we took his blood sugar the day we found out. You know, I found that anyway, and it was four eighty eight. He should have been in a diabetic coma, like or a lot. You know, mm-hmm. he's just walking around like I ain't got it. And, you know, I was like, you know, so my point is I woke up that morning like you need to go back to that. And I'm not saying don't take care of yourself, don't eat right, don't exercise and don't take your insulin. But it seems that you believing that you did not have it, your body reacted to that because, you know, people are dropping into comas at under 400. You're walking around raising hell like normal, you know, (laughs) at 488. That's insane. So, you know, keep that up. I think that, you know, believing just believing in that intent and it is everything. Definitely. And especially um, with immune system diseases, bone diseases. I see it so much. It's, it's, it's pretty, you know, a common thread. I've seen, I'm not going to say everybody has it that has a bone disease, right? Because I don't know every single person. But I've met a few people that do have a, a disease like that. And they usually have so much anger. And mm-hmm. that anger is turning inward in their body. And it's like, it almost seems like it turns into like a pseudo cancer or something ag- ag- against your immune system or your bones or whatever, <clears throat> however it's manifesting itself. Yeah, I, I like to think of, like generally what people hold on to in the past, they're always looking for what's going to make them happy in the future. How can I be happy in the future? How, you know, not even looking for the present, but w- what's good that's coming. And generally when we look backwards, we're looking at all the stuff that didn't work, right? All, all the obstacles that you had, all, all the heartaches that you had. And so there's a lot of uncomfortableness in the past, right? And, and you were talking about dis-ease, right? And uh, one, one of uh, the trainers that uh, trained me, Ken Cushman, he always liked to dissect words, and I always thought that was so interesting. And he would, he would dissect that word, dis-ease. I was wondering why you said it like that. Right. <laughs> Disease. Dis-ease. Everybody that doesn't know what right? that means. <laughs> okay. So it's breaking up, and you're not at ease. Your body is not at ease. 
And when you have anger or sadness and you don't fully experience it and you don't let it go, mm -hmm. that's part of fully experiencing it is to be able to let it go. Mm -hmm. Don't just experience it just so you can keep some in your pocket and mm -hmm. like when I decide I want to be upset later on, then I'll be upset. But when you fully let it go, it releases from your body. And I'm a, I'm a strong believer, like Sherry was saying, like you keep that anger in your body, you keep that disappointment in your body, and it will wreck your organs. It, it just tightens up your whole body. And I gotta, I'm sorry, I gotta say, a lot of people hold on to it on purpose mm -hmm. because they get the good pity coming from each every direction. Mm -hmm. They get people handing them everything that they want. They don't have to work. They don't have to take care of themselves. You know, so they're like, "Why well, am I gonna let this go? Definitely, it's working for me." So they think. Yeah. And I want to I want to do a PSA about experiencing what you're experiencing when you say you're angry. That doesn't mean like take out the knife and go stab somebody so you can experience what you're experiencing. I want to make sure that's clear. Like I mean in the sense of what was, I think what Sean is saying in the sense of allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling and not push it down or stuff it away or avoid right. it and not your, allow yourself to go through that whole cycle of experience so that you can release it and not keep it bottled up in your body yeah and there's no reason to hold on to it because let, let's face it when you're angry at somebody or you're upset with them or you're disappointed with them it doesn't really affect them correct it, mm. it just stays with you mm -hmm. so what's the point of holding on to that it's like um somebody told me that one time holding on to anger and resentment is like uh, drinking the poison and expecting another person to die. Exactly. So we get to let go, let go, let go, let go. Yeah, so don't let go of us. We'll be right back after this break. I mean, we'll be back with the TMI show after these messages. I'm sorry. <laughs>
When no one else around you got to believe in yourself. Welcome back to the TMI Show. I'm Sean Butler in the Dream Room with Sharita Zafrula. And tonight's topic is, will driving in the rear view get you where you want to go? Yes. And we were talking about before the break about how holding on to your past can create disease or disease <laughs> in your life. Disease. Disease. Okay. Dis-ease. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Simone from um, Own Your Power Lifestyle Show was telling us about a book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And, I mean, I just heard about this book, and I'm super excited to, to, like, take a look at it. But from what I understand, you can look up the different diseases that are in the book and see where in your life that that's showing up for you and, you know, personally in your life. So, for an example, if you have a lot of throat issues, maybe you're not speaking up enough in your life or you're not, you know, using your voice with people around you. So I, it's, you know, really interesting that there's a whole book about how things that are stopping you or maybe holding on to the past is creating physical manifestations mm-hmm. in diseases or illnesses or symptoms. So what would happen if we were to let go of the past? And be present? Yeah. <laughs> if we were able to be present, 100% present, 100% of the time, I think there would be no judgment or very little. And I say that because if, if, if I'm looking at, for an example, you know, Jaquetta Grant that's in the studio with us tonight. She's my sister. She's my best friend. And, oh, tears. That's not what the show is about. Okay. (laughs) And. What just happened? Okay. (laughs) We just had a girl moment. That's why you don't understand because you're white chocolate. Okay. And if I were to look at her and say, you know, like in this moment, think about something in the past that, you know, upset me or something that I interpreted that she hurt me. Then, then this moment would be driven by that, by you know the past experience with her. But if I'm able to clean that and be present with her in this moment while she's in the studio, then there will be no judgment. I won't have a preconceived notion of her. I won't have a judgment already coming in to the conversation with her. Yeah, and I think it, it even gets a little bit deeper than that. Like when you're, when you're talking about communication with somebody, if you can be present, like, how, how many times have you had a conversation with somebody and you just can't wait for them to have a pause so you can reply to their answer? <laughs> Are you really listening to them then? No, I, I mean, I used to, like, keep a catalog of information that, right. that people have said uh-huh. so that I could read, like, the court reporter. Like, that's what I, I've always been a court reporter. <laughs> right. But, like, what I'm saying is in the conversation we're having now, uh-huh. right, and you have these thoughts that are coming and you're like, well, I've got this answer for him. I got this answer. I got this answer. Are you really listening to what I'm saying? Are Absolutely you being in present with the words that are coming out of my mouth? And more importantly, not just the words, but what's behind the words, right? And no wonder why so many people like do not like being vulnerable and sharing and fully exposing themselves. Right, because if if you're going in a conversation and the other person's just waiting to rebut what you have to say, then why would I want to expose myself and share myself with somebody? Because they're not even fully appreciating my gift of giving myself. Right, and a lot of us do that, and instead so, instead of giving ourselves, then we start protecting ourselves, and then you know some of us become masters at it. And I'm thinking like. 
two or three freaking questions ahead, right? It sounds like you have personal experience with that, Sean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just well, a little. <laughs> what'd you say? I said just a little. <laughs> <laughs> but when I first heard about being present, um, I read a, you know, a few books when I was younger, and I thought it was this like woo-woo, out of pie-in-the-sky psychedelic thing, like, mm-hmm. ooh, being present, ooh, right? And, and it doesn't have to be... I know a lot of spiritual speakers speak about being present, and and it can it go it gets very easy to to think it's this woo woo out of the you know out of the sky thing. But being present is just that simple: being present, being present to that person, what they're saying, you know, the energy that they're emitting to you, sharing that time with that person, just being present to that whole experience, everything, touch, feel, touch, like the whole thing, not just what they're saying. But how you're connecting to them, how are you being with them when you're receiving the information that they're giving with you to you, being just being present with the entire situation as a whole. And I think especially now with technology and phones, especially with the way phones are, that they're, I mean, my phone, I'm like naked without my phone. But the, a lot of the times I'm out to dinner or you know, doing something with a friend or a family member and I'm texting or I'm doing this or I'm watching TV and I'm texting while I'm, so like, what am I being present to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think, again, even goes even more. I mean, that that's absolutely right. Like when you're with somebody, can, can you let go of all the distractions that are around you and, and be present with them and, and really listen to them? But if, if we even peel that layer of the onion back even more, like when you're being present with them, are you in the present with them? Or are you bringing all of your past experiences and everything else that happened into this current conversation so you can be right about however it is you see it? Right? And like, you know, being engaged to you you know in our relationship like being present is something i'm constantly uh making myself aware of so we i can create we can create together a whole new type of relationship that i've never had and i I think we've been pretty successful at doing that Mm -hmm. but it takes me being truly present with that not only present with you in the moments that we are communicating but being in being present with you, being in the present with you, and not bringing my baggage, my past, and all of my judgment and perceptions of things that have gone on in my life. Definitely, you have something to say? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't have kids yet, but I've heard a lot, some friends of mine that you know <clears throat> they they sometimes feel oh my kids want more of me. Or, you know, they say they don't spend enough time with me, but I see them all the time and I'm home every night for dinner or I'm doing this with them. And, and, I, and I think when, when you hear that, maybe a place to look, I'm not saying this is necessarily the, the um, what do you call it, solution to that, mm-hmm. but sometimes kids, what they want is for just for you to be present with them in that moment. Even if it's five minutes, put down the phone, you know what I mean? It's me and you doing, you know, being present to whatever we're doing. And it's not about how much time you're giving, it's how that time looks. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I have no time. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it, 
where you know yeah time is you know time but how are you using that time and what are you using to create in that time and are you being present with the person because maybe it's not you don't need an hour maybe 20 minutes would be suffice if you're 20 minutes full-on present with the person versus yeah. an hour on your phone yeah and i think i think you just brought up a big thing the only thing in life that we have that is not replenishable is time mm -hmm. right and that moment went by and that moment went by and that moment went by so like we we get to value this time and the only way we can value time is being present in the present. So what are what are some tools that we can use? What are some tools that you use? Well, this is one that I'm still working on. <laughs> um I, you know, and it's funny because I I feel most loved when I get someone else's or the person who I love, I get their quality time, but I found that I am just as guilty of not being present, you know, for that quality time that's being spent too. So the tools that I'd use is definitely, you know, like disconnecting from electronics, um, you know, putting everything away, cutting everything off. Um, and even if I'm talking about sharing time with a significant other, I'd say, you know, like delving into topics, you know, beforehand or going into the conversation knowing what we want to talk about, you know, for, mm -hmm. so everyone feels like they've gotten everything off their chest or, you know, whatever subjects they want to talk about or whatever. Um, not feeling, mm -hmm. looking eye to eye, um, connecting, not just looking, you know, to say, yo, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, you know, because that that is so annoying to receive Yo, I'm that. Looking at you. <laughs> um but really and then you know there's always the trick of you know repeating the last word you heard oh really brick yes you know <laughs> you know because it makes it makes the other person think that you're listening you know like really being attentive and and even following up with what did i just say and mm. that's not to be a you know like you know facetious or anything but it's like for both parties to you know make sure you understood make sure we understood mm. what what's going on did you understand what i just say not what did i just say right mm -hmm. what like one of the questions i've learned to use as a coach is what did you hear me say? exactly mm -hmm. yeah because everybody hears things differently mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. so sometimes when you say something um yeah it's not what <laughs> you know how you intend it to be and it could be something so so very simple i mean it, just in get, getting clarification i can't even think of an exact situation right now but it happens all the time where you know you may say something in text like uh go check this email out or whatever and i don't even know what i heard you know i heard something else and and, and the words will be exactly the same but the meaning i put to it and the meaning you put to it were two different things so sometimes just following it up like what did you hear me say or what did you understand from that can you know create clear communication that everybody's on the same page so then you can move forward on to the next mm -hmm. the, the next step yeah um going back to tools like one of the oh, tools one of the tools that uh, i've learned to use is is first to become aware and when i become aware is to stop right just stop everything really get present to what's happening. And being present is realizing this is a new moment, a new opportunity. And I get to, you know, whatever I may be doing, maybe it's sharing myself with another human being in conversation or just talking or, or just being with somebody. But I get to, to realize that 
This is not my past. This is a new moment with this person, regardless of how much history we have together, because it could be different in this moment. Mm -hmm. Like how how many times have you um, gotten a call from a family member or something like that? And you're just like, no, I don't want to go hang out with them. Every time I (laughs) hang out with them, it's boring. Or every time I hang out with them, all they do is nitpick and tell me what I could have done better, where I could have done it better and how I could have done it better. Right. But that's still bringing in the past. How powerful would it be if you were to be with that same family member in the present with the intention of creating something totally different right then and there? Or in my family is every time I hang out with them, they get into a fight in the club. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's serious. I have family members that I wouldn't even go out with them because I know um, I'm going to be following the bouncer out with you, you know, being dragged out. And that's not really how I want to end my night. And, and you know, I've never, I didn't have the opportunity to use that then. I didn't know about this being present thing when, we were, when I was clubbing like that. But how can we be present? And I'll say for me, the tools that I use is similar to what Sean was saying and being aware, um, but more so much being aware of this moment. Like what? What exactly are we doing? And who am I being? You know, am I am I on my phone? Is that why you know so and so is aggravated? Or you know, like looking at it from what I'm doing, and then who, what the person is saying, and and what we're doing together in that moment, so I can stay focused on being present. And this is this is something that I'm I've I've been working on. I think it's something that every day you can aspire to to do it more and more and more. Because if, if I were to tell you I'm 100% present all the time, that would be very untrue. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody is, <laughs> right? And I, I think that it's it's a journey. It's not a destination. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, the more you practice the tools, the easier it is to become present. But, you know, our, our minds are just crazy things that thoughts are coming in all the time. we got all this stuff going on. Especially in today's day and age, we've got all these different distractions going on. You know, um, I'm, th- I'm thinking about, man, I'm hungry when I'm talking to you and like I want to eat. Or I'm thinking about, wow, um, I got to pay this bill. So when am I going to pay this bill? But like, if you can just stop, right? Get off like what you do all the time. We, we call it automatic. Mm-hmm. Get off being automatic. And, and just really just stop, get in the present, don't think about what's coming, don't think about what happened, be right here in the present with this person, and then really choose what it is you want to manifest for yourself and the result, the outcome that, that you're looking to create right then and there. Yeah, I hope, I hope you don't get mad at me for this, Jaquetta. I'm going to use you as an example. But something I like that you Uh-oh. incorporated, don't be giving me the dirty look. It's what right. you about to tell on? Is <laughs> <laughs> this new thing that you're doing with Chris on, on the 30 minutes for dinner. Oh, you're proud of me? I, I actually Thank love you. it. And, and it got me thinking. I'm going to tell you why. Because <clears throat> in my family, both when I was growing up, and it's something I do with Sean and, you know, and, and his children and my mom now, is that we, we sit and have dinner in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. Right? And when you look at older movies, not older, but like, you know, from the 50s and the stereotype of like, you know, the family was sitting at the table Mm -hmm. and having dinner together and being present. 
that's that's something that I feel is lost that I've never even had in my life, and I'm I, and I kind of want to try that. It's awesome. <laughs> How is that working for you? Well, actually, when he and I, you know, the entire time that we moved into the house, that's the way it was. And then somehow, somehow it's, you know, sort of dissipated and, you know, everyone started going their own way. And it's funny because I started noticing that, well, you know, Sean was just talking about, you know, connecting and being present. I started noticing that everyone in my household would treat the people there like they were the distractions. Like, you're distracting me from my TV show. You're distracting me from my thought, you know, where everything else should be, you know, actually the, the am I saying this right? Speak When you speak to, when you're trying to connect to that person, you know, that they should not be the distraction. Everything else should be. Mm-hmm. Not the other way around. And I think we've gotten so conditioned to that. So, yeah, we started out that way. Now we're going back to it because it just kind of, you know. But, yeah, I like it. You talk, connect, share your day. Mm-hmm. You eat. <laughs> <laughs> And there's something I saw in a movie one time. Uh, a family was eating, and they would each share their high and their low for the day. I don't even remember yep. what movie it was. But everybody would share in the dinner table their highest point of the day and their lowest point of the day, whatever that was. And I thought that was interesting. You know, yeah. everybody. So we know what's going on in your life. Yeah. You don't have to tell the whole day, but, I mean, the highest point and the lowest point, that pretty much sums it up. And we usually, we had our family meetings at the dinner table, too. Like, that's where the kids had, because we had, well, at the time... He was 17 and Tristan was six. And so at the time, we would let the kids, okay, this is your time to get anything about me and your dad that you're having problems with. You know, what are we bothering? They'd be like, well, we don't like when you look at us this way, you know, whatever. But it, they felt so good in knowing that they had a voice and that we didn't think, you know, oh, because we're your parents, we never do anything wrong. You know, so that's what we use the dinner table for. Yeah, and they were like, ooh, I can't wait for dinner time right? tonight. <laughs> I'm going to let you know, Mom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and real quick, I'm going to give a shout out to my nephew, Keandre Hall. And it is his yes. birthday today. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday. <laughs> <laughs> So crazy. So how do you create the future you want? I create my future by going on vacation, as I did today. (laughs) And in that, I have learned to surrender to everything that seems to be an obstacle that's thrown my way. Not that obstacles are bad, but before I would lose my complete, you know, like mind trying to figure out what to do. Now I I take them and I take from it what's what what is going to be, you know, like help Mm. me towards my journey. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. And how do I create my future that I want? I say, I I, I don't know. I'm still struggling with this one in the sense of your future because I've done stuff where I stay on the past, but sometimes living in the future can just be as Mm -hmm. harmful to you Mm -hmm. as your past, you know, like living in the past would be. So I allow myself to, to be present and still while visualizing what I want to create, right? And, and, and make it tan, like, ju- like tangible and, and detailed. So I don't, I'm not living in that future vision, but I'm still calling it forth, like putting it out into the universe, this is what I want. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, 
you know, the whole name of the show is we'll drive in the rear view, get you where you want to go. No. It, well, if you want to go backwards, exactly. it'll get you there, right? If you want to, where you're going. If you want to create everything that you ever created in your life before, it'll get you there. Right on. If you want something new, right, you, you get to let go of the past. You get to leave the past in the past. And the best way to create your future is to be in the present and be the most powerful, greatest, greatest you possible and your heart truly knows what you desire and you want and in that moment in owning your greatness and being present you will create that so, do you used to be a preacher i don't know maybe was your name like white chocolate <laughs> so uh the quote for this week that i want to leave for you is by steve maribal it says forget yesterday it has already forgotten you don't sweat tomorrow you haven't even met. Instead, open your eyes and your heart to a truly precious gift today. Okay. All right, the next Abundance Education Part 1 Discovery Workshop is on April 30th through May 3rd. In this workshop, you discover and become aware of the barriers that limit you in your life and hold you back from the results you want to create. So if you're looking to create some different results in your life and excited about doing something different and uncovering these beliefs, you know, check out AbundanceEducation.com. Uh, Abundance Education is also starting a new trend of one-day workshops. Um, our second one-day workshop will be April 11th, and it will be all about relationships. Mm -hmm. So to find out more about the under Abundance Education workshops and the TMI radio show, come check us out at AbundanceEducation.com. Special thanks to the Own Your Power team who Woo! helped make this possible, and to the lovely Jaquetta Grant. Thanks, hi. <laughs> the Own Your Power Radio Network is a 24-hour network of personal and business development. They also have R&B and soul and eclectic grooves to keep you in a good mood. <laughs> Tune in next week for the I Declare show. Until next time, remember to live extraordinarily, abundantly, and daringly. Sending you much love and abundance. Good night. Good night. Believe in yourself when no one else around you got to believe in yourself. And I'm Deep, and we're the hosts of Bad Girls on Radio. Tune into our radio show every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Do you want to be on the air on our new upcoming crazy show? Now's your chance. Be sure to visit our growing Facebook page, Bad Girls Humor, with over 700,000 fans for more information on how you can be part of the fun. See you soon. The Own Your Power family wants to thank you for tuning in and supporting the movement. Keep it locked on Own Your Power Radio.